You are listening to the Baby Sleep Answers Podcast, the podcast that answers all your baby sleep questions, but it's also just your friend in your ear here to let you know it's normal to struggle, it's normal to have anxiety, and it's normal to want to sleep more. Today's topic is one of my favorite topics in baby sleep because it can make or break your baby sleep in many, many cases. The topic is awake window. Today's question is... Why am I out of breath just from sitting down? No, no, that's not it. Today's question is, what is a wake window? The answer to the first question is because I have been sick for a week and because I have been sick all year because my kids are always sick. The answer to the second question, what is a wake window, is a lot longer, of course. Okay, so in the simplest of terms, a wake window is the window of time between the time a baby wakes up and when they need to fall asleep again. This is important because depending on your baby's age, but also a million other things, this wake window could be as little as 45 minutes or as long as six hours or even 13 hours, right? And as long as we know your baby's specific wake window, like how much awake time they can handle, then we can optimize sleep. We can have them fall asleep a lot easier and we can make sure that nobody's going crazy with an overtired baby. Overtiredness is basically what happens when we don't respect wake windows. When our body is kept awake longer than our limit, our body responds and says, oh, okay, there must be something wrong. We need to stay awake for a reason. So here is some help. And so the brain starts sending what we call stress hormones, like adrenaline, cortisol, just like not bad stress necessarily, but just hormones that will keep us alert. Now, this is great if you are a hunter gatherer and you're awake past your limits because there is someone after you and you need that adrenaline rush to keep going. Not so great when you're a little itty bitty two week old who has been kept awake because mom doesn't know about wake windows and now she is going insane because this kiddo needs to sleep. So how do we know what our kiddo's wake window is? One, you can go on my Instagram. You can find the wake window and can help you. But another thing is I found a pattern early in my career that, you know, when they're little, it's up to an hour, like barely born. Then at four months, it's two hours that they can handle. At eight months, it's three hours. And at 12 months, it's four hours. So every month they're gaining 15 minutes or so. And so every four months, they're gaining an hour of wake window. I don't know if that helps you. It helped me a ton, especially when I was working with people, pretending I knew more than I did at the beginning, you know, the whole fake it or make it, fake it till you make it kind of thing. Um, And then actually, just this year, I reached out to my older sister. She is a genius. She is so smart. And I asked her to make a little formula and she came up with this formula. I'm not going to say the formula on this podcast because I feel like it'd be more annoying than helpful, but it is on one of my reels if you want it. It's something like one plus parenthesis X over four parenthesis close and then X is your baby's age. Okay, I told you that would be annoying, but... Anyway, the easiest way <laughs> is just to have a chart and print it out and put it in your fridge. I'm going to link my Etsy for that too, so that if you want to get that. But basically, once you know your baby's wake window, you're, you know, let's say you're a four-month-old baby and you're at two hours, it's going to slowly, 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 usually get bigger. And so the next month, you'll be looking at two hours, 15, then two hours and a half. And it just kind of makes sense after a while. Then it 
you know, there's lots of jumps and I see a lot of eight month olds that go from two and a half to three and a half, but that's, well, that's just something else. Anyway, the thing with wake windows is that, you know, I said for four months, you have two hours, but not every single baby is going to fall in exactly two hour mark where they need to be asleep at two hours. Some babies need a lot more sleep. Some babies need a lot less sleep. Um, and some babies can handle longer wake windows, shorter wake windows. And so that two hour mark that I told you just for this four month period is going to be more of a guideline just to kind of help you out. So like if you have a kiddo who is screaming and never sleeping, but you're never trying to put them down around two hours, that can be like a starting point. But if you are at a, that point where you have your four month old, you're starting at two hours and it's not working. It doesn't mean you're failing. It just means you have to kind of move it around a little bit. So for example, for a baby at this age, at this stage of two hours, they can need something closer to like an hour and a half in the morning before the first nap. Then if they take a long nap, they can handle two hours after that. Then if they take another long nap, they'll be able to handle two more hours. Then they'll take another short nap and then they can only handle about an hour 15, hour 30 before bed. So it is a little bit of a game. You go back and forth. I have people asking me, okay, why are you so obsessed with wake windows? People used to do schedules. People do schedules all the time and their baby just falls asleep. My answer is because not all babies can assimilate to a schedule and also because I am on, I'm on like this teeter-totter of gentle versus boundaries versus, I'll talk about that in another podcast, but basically I prefer to do things with the least amount of crying for babies because yes, crying is normal. No crying will harm your baby, but if I can avoid crying by finding their specific wake window, I'm going to do it. For example, there's this really popular book that was actually recommended to me uh, as a new, as a first-time mom. It's called 12 Hours by 12 Weeks, and people swore by it. But you do have to be okay with letting your baby cry and be in their crib, even if they're not perfectly tired, so that they learn that when you put them in their crib, they're going to fall asleep eventually, crying or no crying. That's not what I like to do. <laughs> I like to complicate my life a lot more and figure out their specific wake window in the morning, middle of the day, and before bed. And so we avoid crying. I had, you know, I remember we went to DC with my little one once. I was super pregnant. I was going to my friend's wedding and we we brought our baby and we were like, oh my gosh, we got to go to the rehearsal dinner or something like that. Can you put our kiddo down for a snap? And my, my husband's friend was like, uh, okay, fine. And <laughs> he just put him in there for a nap. Perfect timing. We told him the exact minute to put him in there. He just went to sleep, fell asleep, took his nap, woke up, called out was happy the rest of the day and our friend was like how did you do that <laughs> I didn't know you could do that I thought kids always had to cry same thing with my mom she was like I didn't know you could have naps without babies crying themselves to sleep because she was a big follower of schedules because that's what she was told her dad was actually a pediatrician and that's what they taught you know you have to respect schedules so that they get good sleep and that's awesome and that still works if that's you awesome but that's not my methods from what I've learned I know that I can pinpoint wake windows so that we avoid that crying time before naps. Now disclaimer, just because you have the wake windows doesn't mean you'll never ever have sleep fighting. You'll never have crying before naps. It just means you're optimizing the chance for babies to fall asleep at the right time. So you're not just expecting them to fall asleep because the book said it's time to. Okay. I feel like I just went on a huge tangent. So let me pause and listen to that playback and then keep going. Okay, I went back and listened and it makes sense, so we're good to go. 
One important thing about wake windows is that something called sleep latency exists. Sleep latency is a term that we use to just say, how long does it take you to fall asleep? <laughs> For a normal human, any age, sleep latency is about 10 to 15 minutes. That means wake windows are a little more complicated than just saying, oh, it's been two hours, put them in their crib and they'll fall asleep. That means we have to think about, okay, it's been an hour 50. Now we should put them in their crib or in their sleep space to expect them to fall asleep by the time their wake window is up. Added to that, we also do, you know, we want to change their diaper before they're going to sleep. We want to have a little bit of a nap routine. And I will have another podcast episode on specific on routines and how to optimize routines. But we want to think about that too, right? So if you're aiming for a two-hour wake window, you're actually aiming to be in the room at around hour and 40. So you can have a five, 10-minute routine, get them ready for bed, and then leave them in their crib to fall asleep about 10, 15 minutes before they're falling asleep. Some kids are really, really sensitive to their sleep latency. I remember our third kiddo, our baby girl, she had like a sleep latency of eight minutes. And if we put her in there too early, it was just, she was just angry. She was mad. She wouldn't fall asleep. If we put her in there too late, like too close to her wake window ending, she was just angry. She was too overtired. It wasn't going to work. So we had to time it perfectly. And if we did time it perfectly, it was just so beautiful. We could put her in there eight minutes later after babbling, crawling around, she would fall asleep and it was just beautiful. Of course, that was ages ago before her whole gut issues, and I will talk about her gut issues in another podcast. I have so many podcast episode topics, you have no idea. (laughs) Um, But anyways, do know about sleep latency when you're trying to figure out why the wake window is working or not working. Okay, so that wraps up this mini-sode on wake windows. I hope it was helpful. Let me know if it was or wasn't, or if you have more questions on wake windows, we can do a more a deeper episode on wake windows. These mini-sodes are just kind of for you to listen to while you're night nursing or when you have five, 10 minutes, I guess literally 10 minutes for this podcast, uh, doing a chore, folding laundry or something, and you're just interested to know about more tips and tricks for baby sleep. Thank you for being here. Please let me know all your thoughts. Leave me a review if you can. I'm going to do a quick giveaway for reviews soon because I know people love giveaways. And I love reviews, so it works perfectly. Okay, well, let me know what you think. Follow me on Instagram. I'm always there. And make sure to sign up for our newsletter. And check out my Etsy.